Are you a real estate investor looking to break into the multifamily investing space? Have you heard of MLFIN Con happening in Charlotte, North Carolina, June 23rd through the 25th? The Multifamily Investor Nation Convention is a place to learn from over 60 plus high level apartment investors and also to network with over 700 investors. If that's not enough for you, Shaq, yes, Shaquille O'Neal, Barbara Cochran, and Jocko Willink will be live and in-person speaking at this event. Be sure to secure your tickets to this live in-person event as the tickets are going fast. You can even upgrade your ticket to the VIP to have the opportunity to rub shoulders with these high-level speakers, including myself, after their session. Jocko Willink will also be attending the VIP party on Friday night at the event. So go to mfincon.com to find out more details. There's also sponsorship opportunities available too. For details for this event and to purchase tickets, visit mfincon.com. Use promo code LIFEBRIDGE to get $200 off your tickets. That's mfincon.com. Back in, was it, 06 or 07 when the market crashed, I bought like crazy. I bought pennies on the dollar. You know, when, when there's catastrophe happening around you, when the world is falling apart, there's always opportunity. Yes, people are affected, but at the same token, there's that opportunity where money is made. I'm your host, Sam Rust. This is your daily real estate syndication show. Joining us today is Sunil Chalar, who's the owner and broker of Exit Realty Urban Living, located in downtown Jersey City. Uh, Sunil has a, a wide variety of experience in real estate. He's worked with property investors, assisting in purchases of over 5,500 units throughout the United States. He's worked as a property manager has 12 years of experience overseeing construction crews, renovation projects, and along the way is specialized in transactions as diverse as short sales, bankruptcies, foreclosures, DSTs, 1031 exchanges. The Leatherman of Real Estate, Sunil, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Sam. Appreciate being here. Sunil and I were swapping stories a little bit before we started the pod here, and, and I told the pause. He was sharing how he worked at a, a large, one of the largest wealth management companies here in the United States when he attended an event in Jersey that it really changed the direction of his life. I'll let you pick up the story from there, Sunil. Yeah, thank you. Like you said, you know, work for this huge company. Obviously, in my early 20s, at that point in time, I had uh, 67 people working for me and uh, basically saw people, all the people retire a month, a year later, you know, died. So I did not want to do that for the rest of my life. Right about the same time, Anthony Robbins, he was here in New Jersey. Kid attending that seminar had no idea what the heck to expect. Very first night i walked on fire with many others and basically that changed my life it changed my perspective on how we look at things how we think walked back into my job following week and i gave my two-week resignation i was done Uh, it doesn't get more life-altering than that what did you pull away from that weekend that inspired you to take such drastic action and maybe what have you carried forward over the last 20 years over the last 20 years has been basically mindset. You know, going to that event, growing up, like coming to the U.S., you know, I was a child, uh, immigrant, no green card, really no money, worked on the street, worked in factories. So I've, I've done all of it. And going to that event or growing up, you know, your parents would always say, and a lot of parents would preach just, I'm sure, to, to their kids, you know, you spend within your means. Don't overextend yourself. And looking at real estate, looking at, for instance, you know, we, we do 100, 200 units 
property, these buildings, looking at that, you know, an average individual would say, listen, something costs $20, $30 million. Obviously, I don't have that money. But going to Tony's event, you know, rather than not having the money or right there and then having the ability to make that purchase, what do I need to do in order to get that money in order to make that purchase? That mind shift of what we need to do now took precedence in my mind. It really changed the way that I started thinking and the way that for the last 30 years now, getting old here, have really changed how I look at things. And, you know, when you when you think of something, how do you attack it? How do you go about getting what you want in the end? I think that's really important that we're born with almost this innate little gremlin in our mind, just looks at obstacles and thinks, well, I, I'm not going to go down that road. I'm not going to go down that road. And, and it ends up being like one of those maze games that you play as a kid where there's only one right path and, and you're just continually bumping into the walls. But what you're expressing is that that event opened your mind to just seeing how can I overcome these obstacles? How can we jump these walls? How can we jump these hurdles to reach that goal if the goal was worthy? And that's fairly straightforward. And it's easy to say on a podcast, it's maybe even easy to intake that in a weekend and think, oh, that's a really cool concept. But what kind of habits or patterns did you set for yourself, even in your own thought life, to be able to continually operate that way to reboot your internal OS and do an about face. One of the things that, you know, that I preach here in my office, what's playing in your head? Who are you listening to? Who are you associated with? What are you doing to move forward? You know, some of the people that I listen to, for instance, you know, I'll just throw out a couple of names. Jim Rohn, love listening to him. Brian Tracy, Les Brown. Obviously, there, there are plenty others that I could add to that list. But the, the takeaways as far as who are you listening to and, and gaining knowledge and experience and just pushing you forward. Like one of the things we talked offline were I belong to a mastermind, which have tremendously helped me as well. Because in making these large purchases, you want to be associated with people who have actually done it before you. In this business, there are so many financial landmines that you step on one and you're going down. So why not learn from others who are willing to teach you and willing to be on their team as well? I've done that as well. How do you intake the material? Are you a big reader? Do you do podcasts, Audible? Audible. I love running or doing whatever I need to do on uh, just laying it. You switch careers. You're in wealth management. You have a big team working underneath you. You pivot into real estate. One of the beautiful things about real estate is you can do just about anything you want. You can go a lot of different directions. And as I read through your bio and even did a little bit of a deeper dive, you have done just about everything, but you had spent a lot of time on the single family side. In the last couple of years, you've pivoted a large portion of your efforts towards syndication, growing, you know, a large portfolio of multifamily apartments. What led to that switch? Why change from single family to the more the multifamily side? It's been about 20, 21 years that I've been buying, rehabbing and flipping. So I do own a pretty large portfolio right now uh, that I've held on to. And I still flip to this day. Obviously, I still purchase. One of the things that, let's break it down for a minute. Let's make the assumption that I'm buying one house a month. That's 12 houses a year, which itself is a lot of work because all of these properties, you need to rehab all of them. So that's 12 properties a year. Changing directions to the syndication side of it. You do one transaction where you pick up 100 or 200 doors, just scale your business. Basically, flipping on steroids. Where are you guys primarily focused on investing? I know a lot of your single family stuff is there in New Jersey. Is that 
that where you're buying multifamily or are you going down towards the Sun Belt? Yeah, down to the Sun Belt. Uh, we have stuff right now, you know, for instance, we look at Texas, the Carolinas, Georgia, Florida. Those are the primary markets. I own stuff right now and, you know, obviously here in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Florida. So this is where the smaller items are, smaller assets. There's some people when they're getting into the business and you know, they live in New Jersey or you know maybe Michigan or some of these other states that, that aren't the sexiest places to invest in large apartment communities. It could be regulatory, it could be just population growth or other demographic factors. How have you successfully entered into those other markets? You know, they're a thousand miles away from where you reside. Easy. We have actually a demographer on my team. That makes it two things. He, he's one individual, which is a tremendous help because, you know, through him also, we have software where any, I could pinpoint any location in the US and it tells me if there's a part of part of progress in that area. So it tells me what class neighborhood that I'm looking at and what's going on in that neighborhood. Uh, number two, some of the places, mostly in Texas, where we buy one of the individuals uh, who manages our properties she owns about 6,000 units herself. So she is a part of the GP team. It just makes it a lot easier in making that purchase happen. It's very interesting to have a, a demographer on your team. I know there's a couple other groups that I'm aware of that take a very data-intensive approach, specifically in demographic trends. And I think that's a, I mean, if it's possible to be underrated, it's such a core part of investing in multifamily, but you have to know that the macroeconomic factors of the state, the area, and then the micro environment. What are you buying on is that the right street corner? Are you going to be able to take a property from a C minus to a C plus? Will the area support that? The comps might tell you you could, but are you right across from you know, some sort of establishment that's of a more unsavory nature and it's just going to keep tenants from moving in? All those things have to be taken into account. What helps also is being part of this mastermind group. There's always boots on the ground. So there's obviously, you know, people obviously live throughout the country. So depending where we look, there's always someone there who could just drive by the property, who could take pictures, who could tell us a little bit more what's going on in that specific location before we actually take all of our efforts and getting down there while we do more research on the area and the property. That helps. You have a lot of things going on even now. You're still flipping homes. You still have your residential brokerage. You're getting into multifamily. You have several hundred doors. How how do you manage your time? It's the age-old question, but I, I love hearing from people like yourself that are doing a lot of different things, finding success. It doesn't happen by accident. You don't just wake up and think, oh, I'll do whatever sounds fun today. What are some tips and tricks that you might share with our audience on how you effectively steward your time? Time management is so key in this business. You need to actually sit back and plan your week, plan your month. Uh, without doing that, if I don't do that, I'll come into the office I have no idea what to do. As strange as that may sound, or as busy as I am, without putting stuff on a calendar, you are totally lost. That's been tremendously helpful. And on top of that, I mentioned to you, I'm getting my pilot's license. I'm working on that also. That's fantastic. Now you've got me curious because I want to get my pilot's license as well. I have a couple of friends who've gone down that path and it just looks phenomenal, uh, like a ton of fun. But why are you getting it? Why take the time that you could spend on so many other pursuits and dedicate yourself to, to getting a pilot's license? I'll tell you the real reason is when people walk into my door and wants to be hired, I tell everyone up front, I'm going to make you uncomfortable. I'm going to push you outside of your comfort zone until you grow. And it's been, for me, 
I always need to be outside of my comfort zone. I, in my life right now, I need to fail faster. And I've failed in 21 years and I haven't failed enough. I'm very successful, so don't get me wrong. Through failure is where you grow and where you learn. And when you're out of your comfort zone is where you grow. So if I'm telling my prospective agents, you know, I'm pushing them out of their comfort zone, one of the things that scares the death out of me is heights. I am scared of heights, like, like there's no tomorrow. So I need to push me out of my comfort zone. So I'm getting more comfortable in the air. Not there yet. <laughs> that's the, really the main reason why I'm doing it. Oh, that's awesome. So have you gone skydiving yet? Uh, my wife will not have, to have me do that. It took a long time for her to tell me yes to, to flying. Oh, that's fantastic. That's such an important concept. To be able to challenge your fears, be able to get out of your comfort zone. I look back at my life and it's much the same. The, the times that I grew the most was when I was the most uncomfortable. And so being able to seek that out will drive further growth. It's just the nature of life, right? Looking to fail forward, fail fast. You've done a lot of different things, but one question that I've had, I'd, I'd love to hear from you as an investor, kind of what you see as the right use case for the 1031 versus the DST. I think our audience is, has heard those terms they're probably very familiar with the 1031 exchange. Essentially, you can defer taxes indefinitely if you can exchange like-kind property within certain windows, but maybe not as familiar with the DST. Who should utilize which and why, in your opinion? It depends, right? Circumstances. If you have a 1031 that's coming due, that for whatever the reason you weren't able to buy a like-kind property, you could actually convert that into DST number one. You could defer those taxes for 10 years and get an extension for an additional 10 years. Not a lot of people know that. In addition to that, if you have a DST, let's make the assumption that uh, you sold a property and you made a million dollars. You only needed $200,000 out of that million dollars. You could actually withdraw that $200,000 without being penalized. Obviously, there's a little bit more to it, but with a, I'm sorry, you'll be taxed on the $200,000, not the $800,000. Another difference, monies in a DST, you do not need to buy like-kind properties. In addition to that, you don't need to, to use the money just in real estate. If you wanted to buy crypto or buy something else, go ahead and do so. So it gives you quite a bit more flexibility. What's the downside vis-a-vis -vis 1031? I haven't seen a downside just yet with the DSDs. Uh, obviously, we know with the 1031s, uh, you have you know, a set, an expiration date, if you will, where, where you need to use that money. But I haven't seen a downside yet with the uh, DSDs. When you look across the landscape, Sunil, you're involved throughout real estate. You're seeing the market change. I mean, we're in a, a somewhat volatile time. We don't know what the future holds. Uh, it seems like interest rates are going to continue to rise. What excites you about the next six, nine, 12 months? This is what excites me. Back in, was it, 06 or 07 when the market crashed? I bought like crazy. I bought pennies on the dollar. You know, when, when there's catastrophe happening around you, when the world is falling apart, there's always opportunity. So yes, people are affected, but at the same token, there's that opportunity where money is made. Two things I've learned. That's one where I took advantage of that. You know, is the glass half full or half empty? You decide. Uh, the second were COVID. I guess two years ago now, COVID started. 
I did very well. Obviously, there were a lot of chaos and confusion. And there were a lot of, obviously, unknowns with COVID as far as laws, as far as paying rent and all that stuff. But we did very well. We had just a small portion of tenants who weren't paying rents compared to the horror stories that the masses would hear. So, you know, for me in my lifetime, these were the two two times where there were problems within the U.S. or within the world, and the second one with COVID, and it still presented an opportunity where money, I'm sure I'm not just the only one who made money. I'm sure there are a million other people out there have money as well. You know, what, what are you looking at? Where are you focusing? And this is the, the audience. What are you looking at? You know, and again, who's playing in your head? What are you listening to? So for me, I tell everyone in my office, it doesn't matter what the other guy is doing. Focus on what you need to get done and just get it done. No excuses. Like something I've told my kids, be Superman or Superwoman. Get up early, get it done. Go to sleep late, get it done. Point is, get it done. So I've been a stickler with that. And for me, you know, I need to get it done. It reminds me of uh, the old Warren Buffett quote that I, I might butcher here, but uh, be cautious or fearful when others are aggressive and be aggressive when others are fearful, right? Like you, it takes real fortitude to be able to run contrary. I mean, we all look back at 08 and think, oh, I wish that we had bought everything that was on sale. And, and you did, you went out, you executed on that. There's very few people who did. Um, the crash wouldn't have been as bad if there had been more people buying and trying to take advantage of it. But, but the herd mentality is very, very strong. And when we see that today with uh, a lot of things that are happening in the headlines, I write a newsletter like an every other week basis. And last month we were talking or I was sharing some of my thoughts on what are you listening to? What are the voices like you were saying? What are the voices in your head? And are you spending too much time on things you can't control? We certainly need to be engaged in some of our national discourse, but are you really going to be able to impact what happens in DC or even in your state capital? Probably not. You would have better luck impacting a local school board race or, or any one of another, a number of local factors. It's much better to spend your time and emotional energy on the things that actually will make a difference and move the needle, not just in your life, but in the lives of others. Right. Like, you know, you just asked the question as far as interest rates, right? People have forgotten when interest rates were double digits. So, you know, there's still a lot of money to be made even with rising interest rates. So for me, yes, it's less money than you, that you would potentially make. At the same time, a profit is a profit. So get out there and just, you know, buy. People normally ask, is it the right time to buy? It's always the right time to buy. If it's a deal, it's always the right time, right? And you do have to take into account context of market cycle and things like that. But as long as you're controlling for those factors, yes, now is still a good time to buy. I mean, that's one of the messages that I'm sure we both share with our investors is we get that question all the time. Well, I feel like we're at the top of the market. It's like, I mean, people were calling top of this market in 2013. They called it in 2019 and they said the 2020 was going to be the end of end of it all. The music was going to completely stop and, and we're still here. Now, does that mean that real estate is always going to go up and to the right? No, it does not. Like any other business that has risks, we're subject to the macroeconomic environment. How However, I think it's one of the best ways to mitigate risk and play a little bit of offense at the same time with your capital. You know, with, with the market cycles, we, we know there are market cycles and each market have its own market cycle. For instance, here in Jersey, and I'm sure a lot, lot of the country prices, as we all know, have gone up. So prices are a lot higher. Look at a place like Texas today. Everybody's in Texas. It's a hot freaking market. 
So again, there's always an opportunity that presents itself. You just got to go out there and look for it. So I'm here in New Jersey. doesn't mean that I'm just going to focus on New Jersey. When someone is making money in Texas, someone's making money in Georgia, someone's making money in Florida, why should I not, while I'm here, know what's going on in the markets out here? If I'm a true investor, I should be able to do that. Pay attention to the broader landscape and go where the gold is, right? Be opportunistic in that way. Well, as we're wrapping up here, Sunil, any daily habit that you have that you'd like to share with our investors that has contributed to your success? Getting up and exercising the first thing in the morning. It's a tried and true formula, but it works. Man, it works. You know, take care of yourself. Take care of yourself mentally. Take care of your body and everything else will fall into place. I would say this to everyone. For me, there's 24 hours in a day, as we all know. Take one hour for yourself and focus on you. And you could give the other 23 hours to the world, an hour for you. That's good advice. Well, Sunil, thank you for joining us. Thank you to our listeners uh, for joining us on another episode of the Real Estate Syndication Show. I'm your host, Sam Rust, signing off. Thank you for being a loyal listener of the Real Estate Syndication Show. Please subscribe and like the show. Share it with your friends so we can help them as well. Don't forget, go to lifebridgecapital.com where you can sign up and start investing in real estate today. Have a blessed day.